This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at area code 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at arizonafinancialtalk.com and while at my website, click on that radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, during the 2020 presidential campaign, we heard a lot about plans for COVID-19 vaccine development and distribution, as well as cautious plans for a return to normal life. And with good reason. After all, the pandemic has been the dominant issue throughout the world for nearly a year and a half now. Yet despite the pandemic's outsized importance, there are other pressing political issues that have to be addressed. Accordingly, President Biden's tax plan proposal is probably the biggest political and economic issue we're likely going to see for at least the next several months. So on today's show, we're going to spend time breaking down the plan and most importantly, how it may impact you, your wallet and your overall financial strategy. But before we begin peeling back the details of the Biden tax plan, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing today? I am doing so good. I've had an amazing week, really. Fantastic. Just keeping busy, getting stuff done. Yeah, it's been it's been a good one. And it's good to be here with you today, Aaron. Uh, again, it's fun to do the show with you each week. But, you know, the crazy thing is I think the word taxes, uh, that's enough to stop people right in their tracks. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, everybody asks, are they going up? Are they going down? And, you know, since tax policy is something that affects every American and we always wonder, are taxes going to go up? We assume they will. Um, I think chatting about this uh, tax plan, Biden's proposed tax plan, I think it's going to make for a great show. But first, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I told you off the air I'm having a little sore back, but I think I'm rolling oh, with the no punches fun. here. Yeah. I'm getting older, as everybody is, but, uh, you know. We're going to power through it, and uh, I think it's a good, you know, topic for today's show as well. You know, regardless of political persuasion, this tax plan is going to affect, you know, everybody one way or another. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So what do you have for us first? Yes, I'll note that we're going to take a high-level approach to how we talk about the plan today. We'll get into its major elements and talk about them in broad terms. As you listen, if you hear something that you think may have a significant direct impact on you, I'd recommend jotting it down and reaching out to a tax professional to discuss it further. Right. I think that's a great idea. And I know you can rest assured that financial service professionals across the country, like yourself, Aaron, are working hard to make sure they completely understand the plan's finer points 
and, and you're doing that, Aaron, to better help our listeners and your clients. What do you have first for us? Well, the details we're sharing today are referenced in an interesting Investopedia article explaining Biden's tax plan. And before we really get rolling, I want to also emphasize that right now the Biden tax plan is just that, a plan. It will be debated, negotiated, and changed. After that, it will need to pass both the House and the Senate. And then after all of that, Biden will be able to sign it into law. So long story short, at this point, we do not know which parts of the plan will make it into the final bill. Now, the plan's first significant component that the article addresses is the proposal to restore higher tax rates and the alternative minimum tax. Biden's plan would repeal the tax reductions that were passed in 2017. That means the top individual federal income tax rate would return to 39.6% from its current 37%, and the corporate tax rate would jump back to 28% from its current 21%. Okay, so that's interesting. That's an interesting factoid right there and an interesting change. So uh, that's definitely going to affect uh, some people out there. Uh, that's for sure. And, you know, uh, what does that mean, though, for the average person? Great question. For people with incomes of 400000 or more, itemized deductions would be capped at 28% instead of the percentage tax rate that applies at higher tax brackets. Rates would be tiered in such a way that folks with incomes below 400000 wouldn't face increases. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's really good. So uh, obviously, I'm sure that the notion that incomes below 400000 won't likely be impacted by a rate increase is going to be a relief to many listeners. But give us a little more information about what would happen to those with incomes north of 400000 Okay, so taxpayers whose income is more than $1 million would pay the same rate on investment income as they would on wages. Also, the so-called carried interest loophole, which is claimed by numerous private equity and hedge fund managers, would vanish. If you're not familiar... Oh, wow. Yes, sir. So if you're not familiar, what this refers to is fund managers paying capital gains tax rates, which are currently 20% rather than ordinary income rates on their carried interest. It also allows them to continue high fixed rate participations in their fund's profits while contributing very little, if any, capital investment. But that would no longer be possible if the plan passes as currently written. Well, yeah, Aaron, I think that's a great breakdown. So what does the Biden plan have to say about corporations? Well, the corporate rate would jump to 28% from the current 21%, as we noted a few moments ago. In an effort to block profitable companies from avoiding taxes entirely, all corporations would be subject to a 15% alternative minimum tax on profits of $100 million or more. Corporations would be on the hook for the regular tax or the alternative minimum tax, whichever is greater. Additionally... Oh, okay. That's interesting <laughs> too right there. Yes, sir. And additionally, the Biden plan would also go after companies that export jobs overseas while incentivizing investment in infrastructure, green energy, transportation and manufacturing. It would also boost taxes from the current 10.5 percent to 21 percent on global intangible low taxed income. 
Now, at this point, it's nearly impossible to predict what impact these taxes may have on corporate stock valuations and accordingly, the value of stock portfolios and retirement savings. We avoid getting too deep into investments and the market on our show because we just don't have enough time to discuss all of those nuances. But if you think your investments may be affected by the Biden plan, I'd urge you to get together with a financial services professional. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. And that's interesting. It sounds like they're going to raise corporate taxes as well as taxes on people making uh, over 400000 uh, quite a bit in some areas. Uh, it could go up. So uh, that, that I find that fascinating. And, you know, we're taking a look at all these elements of the Biden tax plan proposal, and it, we're talking about how they might impact you and your financial strategy. And, and this has been a good one so far. Uh, what do you have for us next? Well, the next piece of great info off the Investopedia article explaining Biden's tax plan addresses its benefits for both individuals and families. But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody that the Biden tax plan is still just a proposal. It needs to be debated in Congress, negotiated, and likely changed to some degree before it lands on President Biden's desk for his signature. As for benefits for individuals and families, the plan has some interesting nuggets. The plan touts new and reworked tax benefits for working families, including using tax credits that are often refundable rather than simple tax deductions. This part of the plan was designed to provide lower and middle income workers with similar savings that current deductions often provide to higher earners. Well, and making sure your tax strategy reflects all of the options available to you is one of the best reasons, I think, to work closely with somebody like yourself, Aaron, a financial services professional. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a tax preparer, but I do believe that uh, the American tax system is an absolute, well, I would say mess, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's a labyrinth, right? I mean, having a partner help you through it is a smart play. I couldn't agree more, Tony. As for the Biden tax plan, it proposes two credits that are focused on children. First, it would expand eligibility for the Child and Development Care Tax credit to provide up to $8,000 in credits for certain expenses for low- and middle-income working families. Currently, the maximum for this credit is $3,000. The proposed plan would cap the credit at $16,000 for multiple dependents. Now, second... Under the Biden tax plan, the child tax credit would be made completely refundable and grow from $2,000 to $3,000 per child for kids between ages of 6 and 17. Additionally, it would provide a $3,600 per child credit for kids under the age of 6. Wow. Okay. So that's that, that certainly sounds like good news for listeners with little ones still at home. But how about our favorite subject, retirement? What does the Biden tax plan say about that? There you go. Okay. Quite a bit. One substitution of a tax credit for a deduction that current law allows does apply to retirement savings. The Biden plan includes rules that would balance the tax benefits for contributions to 401ks and other retirement plans across the entire income spectrum. Depending on the proposal's finer details, which aren't currently known, there could be a substantial impact for high earners. Specifically, if the potential revision to 401k contribution offered a taxpayer with a marginal tax rate of 35%, a 20% tax credit, rather than the present deduction, 
the tax savings for the current maximum yearly contribution of $19,500 would drop from $6,852 to $3,900. Wow. Well, and I've heard uh, the Biden plan also addresses health insurance costs, which is uh, that's definitely going to be another area of high interest for many of our listeners. What can you tell us about that? Well, the Biden proposal calls for increased access to health insurance. As written, the plan would also provide refundable tax credits for insurance premiums that are intended to limit family spending on premiums to a maximum of 8.5% of their income. Now, additionally, the plan would provide enhanced tax benefits to those who purchase long-term care insurance plans. So if the version of this plan that President Biden eventually signs into law includes tax benefits for long-term care insurance, it may be a great idea to work with a financial services professional to find something that fits your needs. Right. And that's why working with someone like yourself is so important. And so far, it seems like this proposed plan has a wide net that's seeking to offer up some benefits to a variety of people. I think that's an apt observation, Tony. The Biden tax plan also includes a credit for first-time homebuyers to encourage wealth accumulation through home ownership. The plan would reinstate the first-time homebuyer tax credit that was originally designed to stabilize housing during the Great Recession last decade. The credit would provide as much as $15,000 for a first-time home purchase. It would both be refundable and advanceable at the time of purchase rather than making the purchaser wait until they filed their taxes. Very good. I remember I took advantage of the first-time homebuyer tax credit. I think it was $8,000. So that bump to 15 is really good. Yeah. Yeah. That That's huge. And a first-time homebuyer credit could really be a boost to a lot of younger Americans out there. Definitely. And as could be the uh, proposed plan student debt help, the plan would provide tax relief for those with student loan debt. It would also offer more robust forgiveness and deferral rules. Currently, loan forgiveness must be reported as income. But under the Biden plan, assistance would forgive the balance of a borrower's outstanding debt after 20 years without socking them with tax liability. Wow. Okay. So uh, that sounds really good as well. Uh, student loan forgiveness in and of itself is an issue that I think a lot of people are going to want to keep an eye on. I know there are a number of different propos you know, proposals floating around right now that seek to address what seems to be a really significant issue for millions of Americans. Good point. It doesn't seem outlandish to think that much of what's in the Biden plan may well become law, but certainly not all of it will. So other student debt proposals making the rounds may prove to be more reasonable to lawmakers than what's in the president's proposal. Well, that's great. And, you know, we're, we're examining this proposed Biden tax plan and, and some of the ways its details might affect your finances in 2021 and beyond. And these kind of proposals are obviously incredibly dense. Uh, there's a lot to them. Uh, and you never know how it's going to change yet. But I think we've done a good job so far at least you've done a great job, Aaron, giving us a high-level view and a useful breakdown. What do you have next for us? Well, the Investopedia article explaining Biden's tax plan next addresses payroll and estate taxes, which is obviously a significant area of interest for many of our listeners. In 2020, the Social Security payroll tax is 6.2% for both employer and employee 
on salaries up to contribution limits of 142000 for 2021. For the self-employed, the Social Security tax is 12.4% of net profits. The Biden plan would implement an additional Social Security payroll tax of 6.2% for both the employer and employee on income of $400,000 or more. The plan doesn't call for additional Social Security taxes on salaries between $142,000 and $400,000. So that covers payroll taxes. Now, what does the article tell us about estate taxes? The Biden plan encompasses two potential changes to the federal estate tax. First, it would slash the estate tax exemption by roughly 50% from its present level of $11.58 million in assets, which would place it back to its pre-Trump level. The article notes that tax experts think many very wealthy people already utilize tax planning strategies that reduce their estate tax bills and will continue to do so. So, while the smaller exemption amount may result in more tax planning, an increase in revenue is likely to be nominal. So you've given us a lot to think about here today, and we know plenty about President Biden and his what his team is thinking on taxes, but I'm especially curious about how Biden's proposal and ideas compare and contrast to those of his predecessor, President Trump. Terrific question, Tony. And I don't think it's any great revelation to say that the philosophical differences between the Trump administration and the Biden administration are pretty big. Yeah. To put it bluntly, President Biden is seeking to roll back several of the tax policies that President Trump advocated. Though not officially part of the Biden proposal, the article explains that numerous other changes are being considered, including repealing the limit on state and local tax deductions, an end to the real estate like-kind exchange benefit, incentives for domestic job creation, and a potential phase-out of deductions from pass-through vehicles like sub-S corporation, partnerships, and trusts for people with incomes of 400000 or more. Uh, but from what you've explained throughout today's show, Aaron, it seems like most of the potential changes here would be limited then to people who are making 400000 or more. Is that right? That's right. If there's one clear theme running through the Biden plan, it's an emphasis on changes that benefit those making less than $400,000. That's not to say people who make less than that may not see ripple effects if the plan passes. Beyond that, the Biden plan would tax investment income for people whose income is more than $1 million at ordinary income rates, implement higher Social Security and estate taxes on high earners and the wealthy, Drop the estate tax step-up in basis and tax-carried interest fund distributions at ordinary income rates. That's a mouthful, but uh, it is it is interesting uh, all that this entails, and I hope our listeners are going to be able to take away some good and useful information here. But I can't get over this nagging feeling that uh, a lot of people are probably saying, okay, I get all that. Thanks, Aaron, but what about my taxes? Are my taxes going to go up? I think that kind of anxiety is more than reasonable, Tony. And the simplest way for me to answer that question is to say, it depends. To know what the impact to you might be, your best bet may be to find a tax professional and a financial services professional who can help you look at your unique situation. Right. And that's so important. In the time we have left, 
How about a quick recap about whose taxes would go up under the Biden plan? All right, you got it. Under President Biden's proposal, taxes for corporations and for most people with incomes of 400000 or more will go up. It would return us to the pre-2017 top marginal individual tax rate of 39.6% and swap out flat tax credits for some deductions. People with incomes greater than $1 million would pay the same rate on investment income as they do on wages and Equity and hedge fund managers would be subject to ordinary income rates on carried interests. Wow. Okay. So uh, I, th- I get this, and I hope that our listeners are uh, able to get something out of today's show. It is fascinating to see where things are headed, and I really think it's important that we talk about this. Um, there's certain, you know, there's a lot to digest here when it comes to the Biden tax plan. But as you noted earlier. Uh, a lot of its elements may become law. Uh, it's, you know, the bill as currently proposed will have changes. So how about we do an episode once the bill is actually signed on, you know, what made it in? Now that sounds like a great plan because we covered a lot in this episode. So if you'd like more information about what we covered, I'd encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office at area code 480-284-6393 toll-free 866-393-7799. And we can discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. See, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Aaron. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Eastwood. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easelt at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799. Or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.